Yeah, I like Latavius Murray. I think he, Richard is the type of person that if I've got Spence on my base, um, Spence on my base, the fuck am I nice. about? Spence, nice. Spence on your Spence base. on my base. I'm on my base. <laughs> but I've got some space. That is a drop. That I've is got, a drop. Some I've got some on Spence base. on my base. That's brilliant. That is brilliant. Oh, I've got to make a tune out of that. Yeah, Anyone know how to use auto-tune? Let us know. <laughs> I'm only two years down as well. It's probably... <laughs> Let's move on for Mark, if shall I we? I've got space on my bench. Um, I'd, I'd probably look to see how he gets on and then everyone can whinge about it when they try and pick him up in a couple of weeks' time. But at the minute, I don't have um, Spence on my base, so I'll, so I'll leave it as it is. <laughs> I, I think if you've got Murray... He's a... Welcome to Joe Montana Sports Talk Football. So, week 11, the NFL season is finally here. Yes. Hell fucking yeah. Um, you may or may not what notice. What a week it was. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You may or may not notice that we are recording this on the edge of the M25. So, if there's a little bit of uh, a little bit of noise going on, that's why. Um, we just thought it'd be nice well, to get together, It's, it's clearly not the M25, because I can hear cars moving. So, that's ah. the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> true, true story. Um, yeah, so week one in the books, and we are underway. How did we find it, lads? It's good to be back, isn't it? Oh, mate. It was good. A lot of good games as well. Hell of a week one. After if We talked about college last week very briefly, but Jesus Christ, that was a hell of a week one um, for the NFL. Well, even the opening game was fantastic, wasn't it? The, yeah. the, the first game out of the blocks was just an absolute barnstormer. And feels like an age ago. I can't even yeah. remember that game. <laughs> yeah. So just just out of interest, everyone had a had their betting gloves on last week. How did we all get on? I started off well. I, my bet was uh, a couple of quid on the Vikings to score less than fourteen points. Uh, they were bagel at half time. I was I was loving it, but then their defence turned up and it all went yeah. to shit. Yeah, I mean, I I, I won nothing. So yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, I don't, in fact, am I right to am I right in saying that absolutely no one won anything? Not a, not a bean. Not a bean. No, you're wrong. No. <laughs> uh, what did you win? I had I had my um, three handicap accumulator, but as I explained, I effectively laid a bet and had each one individually. Two of the three came in, so I was like, I don't know, about fifty p down on a two pound fifty bet. So, so you won I'm, nothing. Well, I won two bets. <laughs> Yeah, but, but I'm but down. My money. But you're down. <laughs> 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 not down. But not down as much as the rest of you three. So. Oh, true that. I'm, I'm down, I think I put, in the lead. Anyway, I'm down, like, I'm down like six quid. I had um, the, I had Cam to score and the Panthers to win. Didn't happen. So I'm in a bit of a hole early doors, to be honest. Yeah, I think we, I think we all are really. Um, so week one's in the books, and I've got a quiz for you based on week one. Now. There's three options. There's four questions with a potential tiebreak. Um, I'll go around the houses, so you'll get first dibs on a question once, and then if we have a tiebreak, the fourth question will be the eliminator, and then the fifth question will be the final eliminator. So, with that in mind, week one was a good week for fantasy stud Aaron Rodgers. How many different receivers did he hit for a completion in week one? Mark, was it six, eight, or ten? <laughs> when he first asked the question, in my head I thought seven. Um, so, I, so I'm going to say eight. 
and Craig. Oh, can I say the same thing? No, no. Oh, who gets you first, first dibs? Okay. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. Then ten, but I thought eight. Um, and uh, Martin. Six, it? Yeah. That does. That <laughs> leave you with six by process of elimination. It was eight, so Mark, you're correct, and that's a good start yes. for you. Um, okay. Talking of uh, passes, how many yards in total were thrown for in week one of this season? Was it seven thousand seven hundred and sixty-four, eight thousand two hundred and sixty-seven, or nine thousand five hundred and eighty-three? And Craig, you're first up. I'm pleased I got first pick on the last yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, 8,000. 8, the 8,000 one. And Martin? Uh, see, the 9.5 seems a bit high, so I'm going to go with the lower one. I'll go 7,764. And Mark leaves you with 9,000. The, the correct answer was 8,267. So, Craig, you are... The champion on that. That is ridiculous. You are the champion. You are the winner yeah, of that that's right. question. Keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> Don't question question Come on. Like a champ. <laughs> question the third. How many 100-yard rushes were there in week one? Was it two, seven, or nine? Two. And Mark? I was going to go two, seven. I'll say seven. And Craig. So the correct answer was two, which when you think about it, 16 games, 32 teams, that is a poor return. That's a lot of running backs. That's a lot of running backs by committee. Uh, And so we all go to the fourth question, which is the eliminator. And the question is, how many passing TDs were there in week one? Was it 27? 48 or 56? 56. Mark's called 56. 48. Uh, Martin got there first. Martin got there first. So the correct answer was 48. Ah! Um, (laughs) So Martin Martin wins the quiz, but there's a wrinkle. No, he hasn't yet. There's a wrinkle. Question master's rules, right? So I've got a tiebreaker. Now, if either one of you gets this within 25, yeah, 25 yards... I will no that's a bit keen actually let's make it 15 if either of you get this within 15 yards you win the quiz just based on raw brain power alone okay so in this quiz you know how many passing TDs were thrown and how many yards were thrown for what I want to know is how many passing yards are there per touchdown I'm going to level with you Doug I'm not even sure I understand the question It's, 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 it. like, it's like my son's just started school. This is like entry-level maths. <laughs> but it also requires everyone to remember what the numbers were that you said <laughs> shall out loud. I, shall I help ago. out? And I'm going to give you five. No, 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 no. no, no don't help. Was... All this talk, I'm working out, mate. Give me a second. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you five seconds. Three, Wait, two, Wait, okay. one. Eight and a bit thousand divided by forty something. That's not yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever yeah. that is. Oh, that's hard. <laughs> Se- Seventy-five. Okay, seventy-five is the first offer. Mark. Ah oh, man. Um... This is to win the quiz, so there's quite a lot of pressure on this. That that five. I don't know. Four. Hundred and seventy. No. That is absolutely incredible. 
You've, you've beamed it straight on the head. It's 170, 172.22. Mark, you've stolen the quiz, and Martin's disastrous run keeps on going, and that, that's worth the music alone, isn't it? <laughs> you know what he's done, don't you? You know what he's done. Right. You just sat in the saw there doing a calculator. Yeah, he was. It, right, hey, point, your, point, point, your, yeah. point your FaceTime camera down at, down at your, uh, your desk. I have, to move, I have to move my entire laptop. Oh, it's a likely story, isn't it? The, little phone, the phone's gone back in the pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just there. There's nothing to look at there, so what were you looking at? <laughs> yeah, there was a clear kind of down there, a bit of concentration. How, how, how gutted are you? How yeah. gutted are you? Like, basically, try, just, Martin, do you honestly think if I a, a, I couldn't remember the numbers to work it out, and B, do you think if I'd have guessed, I'd have typed it and it worked it out exactly, I would have gone, I'd have said that exact number. Well, I, I, I'd worked out 172 on the calculator in front of me. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't have to answer the question. So. Yeah. Just uh, keep up your run, mate. Keep up your run. It, 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 it pleases me. It pleases me. Anyway, that's a quiz done. Just... I. I genuinely couldn't think of anything to do for a quiz this week, so I reverted to type and came up with a load of stats. You know, there yeah. you go. Um, I liked it, Doug, because I won. Yeah, any anything you win's good, isn't it? Um, Shall we take a look at what happened this week? As we've already mentioned, how good a week it was. Why not? Um, so let's start off week one, and we'll start at the beginning with the Panthers v Broncos. Yeah, hell of a game. Have the Broncos shown us how to slow Cam down? Uh, I'm not sure that they've shown us how to slow Cam down. What I think they've shown is that anyone who's a serviceable quarterback is going to guide that team to the playoffs. And I, I, I watched that Martin during the week and said they're definitely going back to the Super Bowl. I really think they're going back to the Super Bowl. Trevor Simeon is no worse than, than, than the Mekon was last year. But in, and as I replied to, to that message, I, I don't think that the quarterback play this year is the thing that is going to elevate the team. It's the running game. CJ Anderson, if he carries on like he does behind that line with a, a viable threat at QB, it, you know, the running game is going to be massive. That game was all about defence and that defence can still turn it on when they need to. Cam Newton is a phenomenal talent you can't stop him for four quarters, but if you can just slow him down, get him out of his rhythm, make them question themselves, you do enough. Um, you know, I, I think that I, I was very surprised because, you know, a quarter and a half in and you're thinking, Jesus Christ, have they managed to stop Von Miller? No, you haven't. <laughs> that, that, that's a, that's a defense to, to reckon with. So the Vikings and Titans shared a bit of a, a, a ding dong that the, the Vikings defense really, really showed up. Um, but if anyone finds Adrian Peterson, can they let him know that the season started? <laughs> all, all it did was showed us that um, if you haven't got a passing threat with Teddy Bridgewater out, the um, you know a, a middle of the road Titans D can shut down a running back like AP because if, if he's all they're worried about, which he was, he, he's he, like I say, he's in for a rough ride this year. I, I think if unless Bradford comes in and does something special. He's he's on for less than a thousand rushing yards. Well, I, I was going to say that this is Bradford's real opportunity, isn't it, to sort of silence the critics if he can get that team. If he can get the team to the playoffs, that's going to be massive for him, I think. Um, Browns Eagles. Um, a great start for Eagles and uh, and Wentz comfortably dispatching a pretty rusty looking Browns. 
the new QB was comfortable, confident, but tougher tests are going to come against better teams than this. For the Browns, the RG3 experiment is already over before it's really begun. Um, injured shoulder sending him to IR by Monday. And the team moves on with Josh McCown, who's already backed his centre after the errant snap and safety that led to the beginning, the beginning of the end. Um, well, all I was going to say about that game is I think we've seen the team now that is going to get the first overall pick in uh, next year's draft. I think the Browns look like a mess on defence, very bizarre formations and all sorts of weird stuff happening on offence. You know, I don't know if Hugh Jackson's really got enough to work with there. I, I think they're going to be on course for the uh, for the first overall pick. On a on a fantasy note, McCown coming back could mean good things for Gary Barnage. So if you've got him, don't shit the bed just yet. Uh, and on a fantasy note, I had RG3 hoping he'd do a little bit, and uh, that's gone out of the war ASAP. So I'm looking for a QB. You could do worse than Carson Wentz. Yeah. Bucks against Falcons. Yeah, no, this was a this was a really good game. Falcon secondary got toasted, um, which kind of expected, kind of tight. Matt, Matt Ryan was was surprisingly good, um, but for me, that game was all about uh, Winston. Looked phenomenal. Has a, a has a, has really grown um, over the time he's had in the league, uh, and Evans looked unstoppable at times. Um, I really like those two prior to the season. Really good first game. Nice first game. But very, very good first game for them. Raiders Saints. Um, two great powerful offences, some serious yards gained, um, and both teams look for real. But judged on this showing, they probably won't have the D's to go far enough into the playoffs. Um, but what a gutsy call from Del Rio to go for it with a two point conversion to win the game. Um, hugely entertaining, probably one of the uh, games of the weekend. Yeah, this one. Do you know what stood out for me? Uh, maybe I, you know, I, I didn't realise Cooks is rapid. Unbelievable! Jesus that's... Christ, that man with pull away speed, mate. I did not realise he was that fast. That and boy is quick. On that, on that 92, uh, 92 yards um, passion, pass and touchdown, caught it in stride, and it was th- those cornerbacks were never catching him. Unbelievable. I, I find it hard to believe that people are actually kind of giving Cooks a hard time before the season started. You know, a lot of the fantasy reviews had him well down the packing or pecking order. It was, you know, a, a big surprise to me. I, I thought he looked good last year. I didn't see anything leading going into this year that was going to tell me that he wasn't going to be a, another, you know, have another stellar year. Bengals-Jets. Yeah, uh, as expected, that game. Um, Jets' defence looked phenomenal. Um, as a Jets fan, I, I'm, I'm encouraged. Um, but, you know, don't worry Fantasy owners, Brandon Marshall will come good. 32 yards, uh, maybe a little bit disappointing. He will, he will come good. He will, he will be good for 10 touchdowns this year. I just think that was on the basis that obviously Fitzmagic didn't join the, the team until much later because the contract um, wranglings and negotiations. I, I think the Jets' offense is going to be better going forward once he gets his feet under the table and is a bit more comfortable with um, what they're doing this year. I know what that is. I know exactly what that is, Martin Brown, and that is you convincing Craig to keep hold of Fitzpatrick so you can pick Winston up this week, isn't it? I'm all <laughs> over you, mate. The, I'm all over you. The wires are in. The <laughs> uh, Chargers Chiefs. Um, could the Chiefs' name be on the trophy this year? That was some comeback. What? Largest ever in team history, 21 points. And Alex Smith looked legit. He made some throws in that game that were unreal. Um, and Spencer Ware. I'd 
totally wrong. I thought Kendrick West was going to be the guy. He wasn't. It was Spencer Ware all the way. The only, the only bit of news uh, other than that game is that um, obviously Keenan Allen went down second quarter. You know, he's already going big, you know, six catches by midway through the second quarter. And yeah, out for the year already. Massive blow for the, uh, for the Chargers. Which is great news for me because I've got uh, Travis Benjamin. He's had a poor, poor game, but let's hope he gets a lot more targets moving forward. But to Alex Smith, I've been an Alex Smith fan for a very long time. I think it was harsh of the 49ers to discard him when they did and when Cat went on that run. I like Alex Smith and he may be one of the QBs I'm out to get. Sneaky athletic, isn't he? Yeah, He's a really, lot more athletic really. than he looks. Yeah. Smart fella. Absolutely. Um, Bill's Ravens? Well, well, this was the opposite of the Raiders Saints. It's it's two actual semi-decent Ds on show, but the, the two offences that couldn't get anything going. Tyrell Taylor looked really poor, nervous. They totaled 160 total yards, so the Ravens didn't have to do much, but what they did do was enough. Um, and the Bills, hugely undisciplined, cost them a lot of first downs, very poor first outing from, from them. The Ravens weren't a huge amount better, to be honest. Bears Texans and Jay Cutler must be the most infuriating man sitting on the roller coaster of disappointment that is being a Bears fan must just be the worst experience ever the Texans though they've got a new young flyer on offense in Will Fuller and he looks pretty good but man this was a dull game the only other thing I think in that game shows Lamar Miller's going to be a proper workhorse he got nearly 30 carries didn't he he did so he did a... and I had that written down I just didn't read it out uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's that's uh, me being a professional host again. Um, Packers Jags. Well, the Jags looks Jags look quite good, and um, which is a, a surprise as to why the uh, Jacksonville Stadium's half full when they could have been treated to you know an Aaron Rodgers magic show that had been worthy of Houdini himself. The way he moves around in the pocket, throws the ball from all kinds of body positions, is just incredible. The man is just. He's worth the price of admission. So how you can only get a half-full stadium when the Packer are in town is beyond me. Well, the thing is, I had, I had Rogers last year and it's very frustrating. Mate, You watch, it's like an orchestra, isn't it? He is just, it is unbelievable to watch sliding, moving, aware of everything happening in front it's like of everyone him. Everyone else is in slow motion. Just, he's just in full control. If you were to draw a QB, if you were to build a QB without sounding cliche from the ground up, if he doesn't look like Aaron Rodgers, you're probably mental. On his best day, probably the best QB maybe of all time. Big statement, I know, but he is just phenomenal when he plays well. From a Jack, Can I just say from a Jackson yeah, point of view, um, I think they were really in this game and I think they look I think they look decent. A lot of people thought they were going to have a decent year. I think they look good. Blake Bortles looked solid. Um, TJ Yeldon got a lot of the carries and it'll be interesting to see what happens there when um, Ivory comes back fit. I think Jacksonville look, look good going forward. Hearns and Robertson, very, very good. Yep. Very, very good. Uh, Dolphins, Seahawks. Well, the Dolphins find new ways to uh, throw a game away and um, Kenny Stills drops a ball to, you know, a massive deep ball that um, I think a British Division 2 backup receiver would have been gutted to drop. That was an absolute sitter and would have been a game changer. He needs to me. go and have a long old word with himself. I am actually, yeah. <laughs> Even you'd have been embarrassed with that one, <laughs> Well, Will Fuller had one in the Texans game as well that would have been another 70-yard touchdown. It was an absolute sitter and he, he just dropped it. But... Um, yeah, I, I would say about that game, Russell Wilson looks shaky. He didn't look good on that ankle when he uh, when all was said and done, did he? No, no. At the end of the game, he was he was limited, and you saw how much 
you know, what is he, 5'11 or whatever he is, QB that's contained in the pocket, the problems that that can cause. Giants-Cowboys. Yeah, really good game. Um, do you know what? Got this one wrong. We talked about that uh, giant D line, and we vaunted the Cowboys' uh, offensive line. Very, very different story in the night. That D line looked mean, looked fast. Uh, at times, Cowboys' O line really let Zeke down. Um, in, in my opinion, uh, good close game. I thought it would be great game, very entertaining. Um, but yeah, I mean that. Whether the Giants. D-line is, is much better than maybe people anticipated and Vernon's been a massive pickup or whether that O-line just isn't as good as people talk about. They didn't do as well as expected last year. Uh, a lot of blames on the running back. I think there's a, a lot to prove in Dallas next week. I thought Prescott had a good game, but there were times you could tell that he was a rookie. There were some of those throws and some of the reads with the receivers that weren't quite on the same page. And, and Dez just looks like he's not interested after the time. I, I don't know, that, that guy just seems to, I don't know, when Romo's not out there, it's like he's, uh, yeah, taking a day off. He did have that touchdown shorts off, which probably should have been a touchdown though, right? Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, he should have, he should have had a score there. Um, Lions-Colts, what a game. Yeah, and it's a, a game, there's one, um, one of the other games where the receivers are struggling to remember that going out of bounds helps stop the clock, and that could be a massive part of the game. You know, you're watching right. the Lions coaches and, 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 and staff are saying, get out of bounds, you idiot, you're, you're costing us the game. But in the, the, positive, the biggest positive from this is I think we're going to get treated to the 2014 Andrew Luck this year. He, he looked good. He's got... Eventually he looked good. Yeah. But he's obviously he's been out for most of the year, but I think he's he's we're going to see the 2014 Andrew Luck this year. If we don't, that team's in trouble. Pat's cards. I didn't see a second of this game. Oh, what a well, game! It, it's it's yeah, no Gronk, no Brady, no problem. New England just Belichick finds ways to win games. You know, it comes down to a field goal at the end. It's an absolute nail-biter, but lo and behold, it comes up Patriots every single time. So it was it was a great game. Both teams moved the ball well, you know, and, and it's just typical Belichick finding ways to get offence when you think there isn't anything there. There was a period where you, I don't know, you thought how the Pats come back and win this. Belichick does it. Just the ode to the man, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, probably won it for me that week. Um been written off for the last three years pretty much I think I've had him two of the three years last three years every year people say he's done uh he is the go-to guy in Arizona if you need a play throw it to Larry and on top of Larry um I thought David Johnson proved that he's the guy that everyone thought he was um 89 yards running touchdown another 43 yards receiving he looked immense he's, he's the best back in football at the moment I think yeah. Wait for Le'Veon. I disagree because the Steelers, Redskins, and yeah, wait for Le'Veon. If D'Angelo Williams isn't the best backup in the NFL, if not league history, best backup ever. Right now, right, and answer me this: Is is D'Angelo Williams just better than Le'Veon Bell at the minute? No, I wait till Le'Veon comes even, back. Even, even when he's wait. back. Like he was last year, and then when Le'Veon Bell went back out, he smashed it the entire year. He's had another start to the season where he smashed it again. There's, there's got he, uh, he starts for every other team and is amazing. Are Le'Veon Bell 
and D'Angelo Williams, recipients of a much better offensive line than people think. Absolutely. Pouncey, the centre there, is phenomenal. Such a, an athletic... It helps so much in the running game when you've got a not only an intelligent centre, but an athletic centre. He makes all the difference. I mean, they've got a fantastic O-line led by Pouncey, but I still believe Le'Veon Bell, when he's fit and healthy, he's the best back in the game. And Williams, Williams is a one-two punch guy. He's done it with, he's done it in Carolina. He got a set, he's had to split snaps with Stewart. He'll happily take the, you know, 40, 35% of the snaps and he'll give you something. But trust me, Le'Veon Bell is the guy. I think both those guys hugely, um, conversely to people like Gurley, benefit from the fact that teams can't just stack the box when you've got people like um, Antonio. Antonio Brown that is <laughs> always going to catch the ball. You've got to deal with them. So they, they've got gaps all over the place. So it's a good situation for that team. I, I was, was going to say exactly, exactly the same thing in so much as now you almost think you want a passing game to complement your running game. And the two work side by side. If you can't threaten to run the ball your passing game is hindered because teams are only going to look to defend that. If you're a Minnesota Vikings or Rams who have got no threat down the field, you're don't matter who you got, you can have AP at, at the back. It's not going to make any difference. It's nice to have arguably the best receiver in the game and the best back in the game. Talking to the Rams. Wow. 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 It's fucking awful, mate. Uh, the Rams, the Rams are horrible. Um, as we said, the Niners packed the box um, and they dared Case Keenum to throw it. He wasn't up to it. He had a QB rating of 34, um, 885 total yards, zero points. Shit. They are shit. You've, you've picked the two worst teams in the NFL to follow. I might have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, that I defensive that, line thought... did not look good. And when you get your best player sent off, Having a little hissy fit does not look good. He was he was he was sick of the fact that he was always on the fucking pitch. Um, If I was him, I'd be exactly the same. It's you know that that defense must think we are as good as this, and we are dealing with this shit. Um, Yeah, it it was dreadful. It was fucking dreadful. Two two points. First point. I told you. I told you about the forty niners. I told you about the forty (laughs) niners. And how they'll, much... have, they'll have harder games than this. I, 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 I don't know as much about the 49ers as it is about the Rams having no D, that, uh, no offense. Sorry. That leads me on to my next point. How much did you pay for Todd Gurley, Mark? Oh, wow. Yeah, well, 60-odd. Yeah. 60-odd bucks. Gurley will come good. Gurley will, he, he will, good. Yeah, he, Gurley will do better than this. Um, and I think a lot of it comes down to what they do at QB. Is Goff ready to go for next week? He can't. He, there's absolutely no way Jared Goff could have done worse than Case Keenan did in this game. And if he would have done, then he should never have been taken first overall. And just just really very quickly to Dougie's point, um, I actually think the surprise on the 49ers was how good that defense was. Uh, you know, if we hark back to 2013, when Alden Smith was causing all kinds of problems and, you know, Bowman was one of the best linebackers in the football, you know, that defense seems a long, long time ago. They looked good. They shut that offense down. Keenum looked like he made some bad decisions, but he, he was forced into them. That defense looked good. I, I wasn't finished telling people I told you so yet. <laughs> I told you so about we, the Rams we, we, defense, we, 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 right? I told you so. I don't, I don't know that the Rams defense, like I say. I know I did. I said they'd be on the field a lot. I said they'd be on the field a lot. And they were on the field a lot. A lot, a lot. Unlucky. Um, that's, that's week one, rounded up. 
And just, just, ignore, just ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> Martin's having a bad podcast, isn't he? It's not going well for Martin today. Um, let's let's uh, let's let's let him calm down for a bit. And um, I wrote a blog in the week. Uh, I think you all had a, a little read of it. If you haven't, um, I ba- basically posed the question: Is the age of the franchise QB over? In my opinion, the the, the group of quarterbacks that are around in the NFL at the moment there's not many left that once this aging group move on are going to be left to carry the NFL in the future in the way that Brady has and the way that Manning did um, I just wanted to get your, your your opinions lads QBs are playing for longer today than they ever have done you look at the guys in their late 30s so guys that probably a few years ago would have moved on aren't at the moment so there's that, that one thing but I, I had a little look at the draft classes. Do you know how many franchise quarterbacks were drafted in the 90s? Three. I made it four in the whole of the, the whole 90s. whole decade. Whole decade in the 90s. Five, Bledsoe, yeah. McNair, maybe, Manning and McNabb. So two of those, a half each, I called it. McNabb had a decent career. Manning obviously did in five, you know, Cut the Hall of Fame's in there. That is, it, 96, 97 didn't have a single QB that could even come close. What we've had is a real glut. In the decade 2000, 2010, I made 12 go there. That's the Rogers and the Bradys and all those guys in there. But since 2010 onwards, you've had Newton. He's going to be a franchise quarterback. Dalton, franchise quarterback. Luck, franchise quarterback. Wilson, franchise quarterback. And you've still got some other guys that got question marks around them. So the Bridgewaters, the Bortles, the Winstons, the Mariotas, the Tannehills, the Cousins, Osweilers and Taylors, they're all drafted in that period as well. So I don't think it is over. I think there's just been a bit of a lag from having a, a real glut in, um, in that uh, 2000 to 2010 period. And I think the reason for that, or one of the reasons for that, was the change in football in the late 90s into the 2000s or the noughties. And that was this idea of not just one or two teams throwing the ball, but everybody having to throw the ball. So the development of QBs in that period of time uh, changed. What also makes a difference is that we, you know, everybody has rose-tinted goggles. Rivalries are easy to remember. When you say Brady, when you say Manning, you picture an era. And I have no doubt that in 10 years' time, you know, that we could feel exactly the same way about a Wilson and a Luck. I think that the QB game is, if anything, on the rise and the need for a QB to pass the ball and take a running lane when it comes is going to show you these super athletes coming out like your Cam Newtons over the next five years. I think the QB position is all all well. I I don't, like, I agree with you. I agree with your main point, the the point that I was making with the blog was that the guys that are coming out now, the style of football they play doesn't lend itself to a long career. And a, and a franchise QB is someone that's around for years and years and years and years and years. And, and these guys, Wilson and, and Newton, I can't see them playing at 38. They're not going to do a Brady. So they're going to, the, the, the age of the, the franchise quarterback is going to regress and you're going to get, players leaving the league a lot younger which will probably lead coaches to think and GMs to think 
I don't want a running quarterback. I need to find someone that's going to stand in the pocket and he's going to be a safer bet for a 10-year career because a lot of these guys are coming out, as RG3 has shown, they're coming out, they're running, they're getting hurt, they're gone. Wilson, the way he plays, is only ever one broken play away from getting blindsided and snapping his spine. You know what I mean? It's a very dangerous brand of football that these quarterbacks are playing and I don't know if it lends itself readily to... to, um, long careers and I think you're right it's and I, I wonder if it was linked to maybe like I think it was around 2012 it was the year that we had RG3 and Russell Wilson and those guys and Russell Wilson starts blowing up and RG3 has one of the best rookie seasons ever and I wonder if every GM was thinking shit I need to go get myself one of these guys straight out of college that can run better than anybody else and chuck it better than anybody else and because that's how the college game was going um, and they've all suddenly then seen those guys totally fall off a cliff on the whole, um, picking up injuries and careers ending. And they're thinking, actually, no, we don't need to get that. And then they, they're going back to the college and they can't find that type of quarterback yet anyway. Um, so I wonder if it's like a bit of a mentality shift that they've had to go through um, to move away from the mobile athletic quarterback to find the pocket passer again. I think one of the, a couple of things that, that will happen is the rules are changing to protect the quarterbacks. So that's one of the things you'll see. So the, the type of game that was played perhaps in the 90s or whatever, where players and QBs were just getting smashed, I don't, I don't think we're going to be seeing that going forward. You're seeing literally a guy falling over and bumping into the lower leg of a QB. They're getting penalties for. So Unless, I, I it, was, unless it was the Broncos against Cam at the weekend. Cam Newton, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, well, yeah, that's... He's so massive though, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's a big and one of the things that actually spotting that through the week the amount of whinging by QBs you saw them every single time they went to the floor they'd look to the official and go surely that was a foul surely that was a late surely that was roughing the passer and there seemed to be an awful lot of roughing the passer calls for you know blows below the knee and all this kind of stuff so I think the QBs will be protected in the long run and you know you will get more out of your Cam Newtons and your Andrew Lux and your Russell Wilsons in the modern game than you would do perhaps from the game of, of even five years ago. I still think that um, for the for the QBs, you, you've seen what a minor injury did to Russell Wilson. One major injury, he's done. He's a, If he loses his speed or his elusiveness, he's out of the league. I'm not so sure anymore. I think that what you see is the difference between your... You know, your, your RG3s who, you know, uh, we were always waiting to develop that passing ability. But I think that the likes of your Russell Wilsons have developed that pocket passer ability. Um, and, and, and what you don't, what you don't, what you want more nowadays, what you see and have success now is not this idea of a running crew QB. Not the not like your, your Michael Vicks when we introduced it. What we're talking about is having that threat of being able to pick you off, um, you know, down the field. If not, take a lane. So it's a busy pod. We've got, we've got to move on. But in summary, lads, are you worried that in five or six years we're going to be watching a load of bums hand off to running backs? No. No. I think Aaron Rodgers could go down as the greatest quarterback of all time. In five years, we are he might right not be around, though. I think I think he would. That, that, that list of QBs I reeled off that came out in the last couple of years. There's some, you know, Simeon, Mariota, Winston, Bridgewater, Bortles, Osweiler, Cousins, Wilson, Tannehill, Luck, Taylor, Dalton, Newton. 
they're going to be around for 10 or 15 years. Three or four of them are going to be stellar. You know, you don't know with the Mariota and Winston quite where they're at Simeon. yet. But, well, yeah, he, he's, he looked good. He looked good. You know, he's, he's now a starting quarterback for an NFL franchise. So, you know, it's his job to lose now. Yeah. If you do want to get involved, you can read that blog at tuesdaypmlongsnapper.wordpress.com. Um, any comments and anything will be greatly appreciated. If you want to get involved, you can uh, go on to tuesdaypmlongsnapper.wordpress.com and you can read that blog. Uh, be interested to see what anyone thinks of it. Literally anyone. We'll take anyone. Anyone. And you can also count, uh, find us on Twitter at 2pmlongsnapper. Long snap. Long snap. 2pmlongsnap at um, Twitter. And we post quite frequently on there. Me more so because I've got less to do. Um <coughs> <laughs> mate, one... just, gra- just grab that violin and just, just play it play it mate <laughs> I, there's no violin needs to be played because I've got less to do than you I like having less to do than you you go to work five days a week see if I care um, <laughs> so anyway it's week one in the fantasy season and you know what that means lads it means that it's Alex Ogletree time hmm <laughs> was it Kevin Ogletree? I can't remember. One of them's Kevin, good. What, one, of them's, one of them's good. One of them's shit, right? Yeah, he's one's a linebacker. Back. Back. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Back. Let's call it Ogletree week. Yeah? We're, we're talking fantasy now, of course, and this time of year, there's always a couple of players. In week one, everyone drops the knickers for, picks a guy up, drops a starting player on their fantasy team, and they're stitched up for the rest of the year. Or, conversely, one of their star star players drops an egg and um, they get rid of him a little bit more quickly than they perhaps should have, as I did with Odell Beckham last year. Or was it two years ago? That was really stupid. Anyway, there's been quite a few players this this season that have uh, stepped up and given us an opportunity to talk about them. So we'll start with Des Bryant. Where do we stand on Des Bryant? Are we shitting the bed or are we keeping it warm? Uh, yeah, well, talk, this is, I think could be a serious fantasy overreaction. Um, but there, there's concerns about Des. He had eight yards on one reception in the game. Um, that Prescott looked looked decent, but he looked far more comfortable throwing the ball to Jason Witten and um, Cole Beasley, guys like that. Des Bryant, for large portions of the game, looked uninterested. He didn't look focused. He didn't look at it. Um, and this is coming off a poor injury-filled year last year. I think there's a lot of owners out there that are going to be thinking, shit, I, I drafted Brian first round, early second round. He's, you know, already talking less than one point in a game. Real concerns about Des moving forward. I think he'll do better when Tony Romo comes back, but he's got to get his head in the game and quick. I think part of that is going to be down to the QB play. You, you've got a rookie QB in there. And the tight end is always the, the, the QB safety blanket. So until you're completely up to speed with the ones, he probably hasn't thrown very many passes to Dead Bryant in, in training at all. Because obviously Bryant would have been working with Romo and the ones, and he's probably more comfortable working with some of the other guys. So And Des probably knows that. So Des knows they need to get that chemistry going, which might take a couple of weeks. I'd, I'd be... The, the, the geese is proven. He, he, you know, he, he is a beast. He, he'll when the you know, chips are down, you want to give him the ball. So I, I think once they're up to speed together, he'll be all right. See, if I had Des Bryant, I am concerned here. 
And the reason being is there's listen, no question. We put him on the field nine times out of ten, he is going to be the best player out of the 22 that, that, that may be with him. The question is, does he give a shit? And the, his body of work spurts and spats three, four games where he's doing nothing, then he comes big. You know, he will have a big game. He's massive. He's massively strong, super fast. I don't think he cares. I don't feel, and, and, and I don't know how committed he is to this um, Cowboys team. I, I, I'm worried. I'm not getting 20 points out of him every week. And that's what you want from, from you know, your, your top five, top eight pick. So I'm going to go around the room and see what you do with the, the situation. So, Martin, drop, trade, keep, Des Bryant. Keep. Keep. Mark? Keep him. Craig? Trade. Interesting. I, I'd look to trade him. I'd definitely look to trade him. In fact, I've got him in a league and I'm actively trying to shop him at the moment. Shop him. Another one that, well, a guy that perhaps flew under the radar a bit. I know he's taken in our league of record, but Theo Riddick had a massive week this year and uh, this week, and he's, he's going to be available in a lot of leagues. What do you think about Theo Riddick, fantasy or reality? I get a bit worried about any player's numbers, that, the, the points they scored, that are more touchdown than either yards or touches. Because that's the one stat that seems to inflate numbers and people go all in. A guy gets three touchdowns in a single game, they go nuts for him. He obviously had the two scores, which I think boosted his numbers. But having watched the game, he looked good. So I think he is a genuine threat alongside um, Amir Abdullah. And and I, I think he's well worth picking up. Yeah, I, that's uh, similar to what I think, but I think Amir Abdullah actually, for me, looked like the far stronger back. Um, and I, my concern would be moving forward as to whether Theo Riddick is going to get the same amount of touches of the ball um, as he managed to get in week one. Um, I fancy Amir Abdullah to become the workhorse. He clearly wants to be the workhorse for that team. Um, and that's what would put me off Theo Riddick for future weeks. I thought Abdullah looked brilliant. And um, I think with Riddick, you're not going to be in a shootout every week, are you? You know, there's going to be weeks where they struggle, and I think he's heavily relying on games being shootouts. Um, so again, round the room, Theo Riddick, are you adding, letting someone else take a punt, or are you trading for? I'm letting someone else take a punt on Theo. I'd, I'd be adding him. Let someone else take a punt. Yeah, I think I'd let somebody else have a go on uh, Theo. Um, it's too much of a risk, really. Um, we'll go back the other way a big name who struggled in week one Brandon Marshall alarm bells ringing yeah I mean you know he he definitely didn't do um, what you what you drafted him to do um, but have no fear he got his targets he will be better than that um, that offence will be better than that uh, I think Decker only ended up with 37 yards but caught a touchdown so um I have no concerns I have no worries about Brandon Marshall he's good for 10 TDs I think the concern with me could be the amount of times that Fitzpatrick looked for him he's, he's clearly getting a lot of coverage um only three targets in the whole and three receptions in the whole game um it would concern me but I, I I'm not giving up on Brandon Marshall just yet around the room are we keeping dropping or trading Brandon Marshall keep 
I'd trade him. Keep. I would keep him. I think he when when Fitz fires, he fires it to Marshall. Um, another young lad who's risen through to prominence in week one, Jalen Richard or Jalen Richard, as he should be called. Big performance for the Raiders out of nowhere. Is this fantasy or reality? I thought. I thought like you, like you said. I thought he looked really good. Um, it's. I think his stats, his stats are a little bit padded by that one seventy-five yard run that made all the difference to him. Other than that, he only had three rushing attempts. Um, but he's clearly got some skills. I'd, he's the type of player that I think I'd look to pick up and stash and see if he can do it on a bit of a consistent basis because Latavius Murray is still the go-to man there. And Murray's been a bit of an injury sort of risk over the last couple of years. You know, he, he's been banged up, and I, I think yeah, um, the. Uh, Richard could be the one who comes in and, and we see him week three, week four, uh, take the job and, and run with it. Uh, it's a bit too early for me to get too excited about, you know, a four carry performance and one of them went big. But, um, but yeah, he, he looks like he could be, uh, be all right if uh, the situation changes for him. Until that situation changes, scary for me. So would you add him or leave well alone? Leave well alone. Yeah, I'd leave him well alone at the moment. Yeah, nothing for me. I think I would stash him because the Raiders are well known for loving big play, big playability. I think he's got more about it. He's shown more in that one week than Latavius Murray's shown in his entire career. I disagree. I'm a big oh, fan. Yeah. Not sure I, about I that, mate. Murray started massively. He's, he's like first eight carries or went yeah. over 40 yards. He was, he was the, had- the, the first of the going along one. And he looked, he looked dangerous at times last year. I, I think he's on the way up. <laughs> Lastly, let's, let's, let's ask Adrian Peterson. Alarm bells. Similar to Gurley, isn't it? It's, um, you know, the Vikings, if they don't manage to find themselves a passing attack, their teams are going to stack the box and say, come on then, Sam Bradford, let's see what you've got. If he, if he can find it, then Adrian Peterson will be all right. But otherwise, he's, um, he's going to struggle. I'm not sure it is the same. I am asking questions. At some point, he cannot do what he has done every year. You can't just run through people for year after year after year with no help. At some point, something was going to go wrong. I'm not writing him off, but I've got massive concerns. And the fact is, if he's he's struggling, then it's only going to be made harder by the fact that teams only have to plan against stopping him. He's not a human, though, is he? He's not actually a human being. Cyborg. Absolutely. (laughs) He's not. Absolutely. Um, but I, I, I genuinely think he could be less than a thousand yards rushing this year. Yeah. If, if Bradford's play isn't significant, less than a thousand. All I know about Adrian Peterson is every, I've I've wanted him on my fantasy team since I started playing fantasy football. I finally got him last year, and every time I needed him to step up, he let me down. Anyway, Adrian Peterson, trade for or trade away? Trade away. Trade away. I'm trading away. Trade away, put him on a boat, set the boat on fire, push it out. <laughs> Bye-bye, AP. Um, okay, that just leaves us with the big moment. Um, and if you're listening to this, we've rehearsed this, so it may or may not go well. But we are going to preview week two. Rehearse is a strong word, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> we, we rehearsed it twice, Craig. 
<laughs> twice so we have n- literally no excuses we are going to go around the league and we're going to preview all 16 games i think that's right isn't it 16 games in one sentence yeah. some of those sentences may be longer than others that's just i'm just going to say that okay yeah. some of those sentences may be longer than others bear that in mind we're, look, we're looking at you craig <laughs> okay so here we go lads we've prepared let's do it jets v bills both teams badly need a win already on thursday night football taylor needs to bounce back from a shaky opening day 49ers panthers is this real life or is it just fantasy cowboys redskins let's see if the soft belly of the redskins uh, is firmed up for this week gonna need it bengals steelers Big matchup in a strong-looking AFC North. Can the Bengals D hold Ben, DeAndre Williams and AB? I'm not sure anyone can. Saints-Giants. Points, points, points this one. If there's an offensive player on either scene, go get them. Uh, that's going to be a shootout. Dolphins-Pats. No Gronk, no Brady. Still no problem. Chiefs-Texans. Spencer Ware is a beast, but this is a different defence. Titans-Lions. Does Calvin matter? Ravens, Browns. All about the man about town, Josh McCown. Let's see if he can improve that offense. Seahawks, Rams. The only way is up for the Rams, but if Goff is ready to go, then poor QB play could undermine their entire season. Packers, Vikings. Rogers versus Hill or Bradford. No contest. Bucks, Cardinals. Game of the weekend, that one for me. Uh, Going to be a great game. Winston, Palmer, tune in. Colts, Broncos. A great D versus a terrible D. Luck to get the bejesus knocked out of him by Von Miller and Co. Jags, Chargers. Both teams look offensively solid in week one, but managed to lose very winnable games. Falcons, Raiders. Big Jack still high off his all-in gamble to smash a poor Atlanta D. And lastly, Eagles, Bears. This is a dead rubber in week two. The, the actual rehearsing does work. It actually clearly, works. Clearly. Made, made <laughs> Skype five, lads. Skype five. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that wasn't one take. Um, no one believed it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, lads, I think we've chunted on about the NFL for long enough. Any other business? Who wants to go first? I'll kick off. And I want to kick off, Doug. I want to kick off because <laughs> I, I don't really want to talk about more NFL and fantasy stuff in any other business, but I feel compelled this week because fuck me, the NFL fantasy football app is one of the worst creations of any kind that there's ever been. Not just apps, just of things. It's, it's terrible. I've no idea what some prick at the NFL has done to a perfectly good app beforehand that they've made it completely unusable. They've it, The functionality's all gone. Half the shit that you need to do isn't there. There's been mistakes with teams, things not registering. There's no way of easily talking to other people in the league. It is fucking terrible, and I'm angry that they have ruined it. And it, conversely, the ESPN app, has gone and done exactly the same thing. It's slightly better from a functionality perspective, but it didn't work the whole of week one to a point where they've had to backtrack so you can make team changes retrospectively after you know what the results have been. What it's piss poor, 
and organizations of this size need to do better. This, you know, this isn't some t- Tim Pot organization. It's, you know, it's got to be better as shit. As if the life of a fantasy manager was not stressful enough. You have fucked it, NFL. I mean, seriously. It was fine last year. It was fine. It's, it is like you said, how can we make it worse? Why would you do that to us? Why would you do it to us? On the flip side, the NFL on Xbox One is wicked. I was watching Red Zone with live fantasy updates popping out of the side of my screen. You know, great stuff like that. But it is seriously good. Stuff um, you really, really need to yeah, know. The only thing, the only thing, right, did the did the old Game Pass, you used to be able to stream three or four games at once, right? You could have like a multi-box window if you watched it on a laptop. They do that on Red Zone, but I've never seen it on just in normal watching games. I'm sure when I the first year I had it, it must have been five or six years ago. You used to be able to watch four games at once, like we're doing on Skype right now. You used to be able to have different boxes of the games. I can't find out how to do that now because I wanted to watch the Chiefs and I wanted to watch Red Zone, but because you can only watch one device at a time, I couldn't do it. So NFL, yeah. sort your app out, and then sort Game Pass out so that I can watch it on my iPad and on the Xbox. And then we're golden. But but, but fuck Game Pass, sort the app out. The other bit with Game Pass that, that I've noticed watching a, a few games um, on condensed mode is that they seem to have expanded the condensed mode. That there's loads more replays, loads more in-game stuff. And They're it like actually goes on long now, aren't they? Well, nearly 50 minutes, some yeah, of the it's games. It's too long. I'm thinking, well, if you want the snappy bit, you should have like a, I don't know, a compressed, condensed, whatever they want to do. But they've, they've changed it up, and I'm not sure I'm entirely they, happy they, about it. They should have a podcaster's edition, which is literally... From the the microsecond that the ball is snapped to the microsecond after the whistle is blown, so that we can watch all sixteen games in in one week, because we we've assigned ourselves four games a week. That's four hours we've got to watch games between Monday, well Sunday morning, no Sunday, and then and then when we record, which is now, and it's, it's quite an ask, isn't it? It's quite an ask. Yeah, I've just about fit fit it in, but and it helps with the late games on the Sunday. Yeah, but anyway. Let's move on. We've spoken. We're trying to wrap the show up. Um, Martin, what's your AOB? Um, it's a two-part um, thing, but I'll, I'll try and make it quick. It is one, again, bit of, like, like last week, a bit of life advice. Um, by my age, you should really know that you shouldn't go off-piste when you go out drinking. You know your game. You know what you're good at. You know what you like. Don't just go wandering off into the woods and do something crazy. I went out with a couple of lads who I didn't really know. They're not pals of mine or anything like that. And uh, But as five of us know each other a bit, gone out for a good session, uh, and we ended up kind of doing everyone's little drinking style. So the first pub was a real ale pub. Then we went to a, you know, a, a regular kind of pub. And next thing you know, you're doing Jaeger bombs until you fall over and fall asleep in the park. So it just felt like we had like six different nights and it was everyone's choice. So I like sitting in a you know regular pub or whatever. So we'll do that for a few hours. Then we did this and oh, don't do it. Just stick to what you know and what you know you're good at. Which I think Doug's case was it drinking four cans of Hofmeister and then passing out. But you know, <laughs> that's a reference what, to 1995, ladies and gentlemen. That's a <laughs> 1995. And I was on painkillers. But allegedly, <laughs> but um, no, stick stick to what you know. Stick to the well-trodden path. Don't go off piece. That's where it goes horrible. And the second part of this was that isn't that Jaeger and Red Bull, Jaeger bomb, supposed to keep you awake? 
<laughs> well, that marks well off point, well off point, because I spent three hours kipping in our local park <laughs> Friday night. Because, and it's only a 10-minute walk from home. So, yeah, I, I, I think I need to have a word with the marketing people there, because that did not keep me awake at all. <laughs> I think the people who make Jägermeister would refute that it keeps you awake. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Bull with it. Perhaps, but. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're a brave man doing that with with uh with child there's no way i could do that now um my aob rugby rugby's back boys oh it feels good it feels real good to be watching some rugby and my my team the northampton saints came back from a bit of a humbling defeat on week one to not only um my wife's favorite team but also my father-in-law's favorite team and Mark Salen's favourite team. Um, Come on, Bob. I can only I, I can only assume that it's one of your favourite rugby teams, right? <laughs> yeah, you probably support Bristol and Gloucester as well, yeah. Um, hashtag hashtag pod narrative. Anyway, I just wanted to say rugby, 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 rugby. Shit game, though. Craig. Shit game, innit? Craig, wrap the show. So, up. so moving on from rugby, if you don't like rugby, you probably like the boxing and. Um, Kelbrook for uh, Gennady Golovkin on Saturday. Kelbrook moving up two weight classes. Really massive fight. Um, and if you watched it, you wouldn't have been disappointed. You know, uh, it didn't last long, but what for what it did last, it lasted well. My point, my AOB as a martial artist, I'd like to think in general, I'll fight anyone. I don't want to fight someone who can punch me to my soul. Man hits so fucking hard. He caved his face in. If you watch the fight, Kel's popping some nice shots, trying to box. Doesn't matter how good box you are, because if I hit you, I'm going to break you. I'm going to break your face. Getting eagle off, kid. He hits like a fucking train. It is unbelievable to watch. You, you see the corner, no fighter will want to be pulled out of a fight unless there's a chance that your face might break and his face broke. So the corner did the right thing. Kennedy Golovkin is a fucking beast and he hits so hard. So is Kelbrook brave or fucking retarded? He'll Gennady make a Golovkin, lot of money. Yeah, but Kennedy Golovkin hasn't been tested. Two weights above what Kelbrook's fighting and Kelbrook has been tested at his and actual reason- weight. He's an idiot. He shouldn't have taken the fight. He was never going to win. But the thing is, he's got so many fights available to him now. No damage to his reputation at all. Two weights up, fighting, you know, pretty much the ordained pound for pound king. The key to this is nobody wants to fight Triple G. And why does nobody want to fight Triple G? Because he might break your face. If he doesn't break your face, he'll break your ribs. If he doesn't break your ribs, he'll break your arm. That is not that is not an attractive proposition. <laughs> the guy he's, hits so fucking hard. He's mate. fought a lot he's, of bums, though, right? He's no, fought well, a lot no of he bums. hasn't. He's, be, he's beaten everyone, and nobody of note wants to fight him. Cotto wants no parts. Alvarez wants no parts. These guys don't want to fight him because he hits so fucking hard. Uh, so he, he hits pretty hard. Um, well off. And that's, and that's the show, lads. That is it. Um, week one in the books, 15 to go, and then the playoffs. Good week. And then we're back to making shit up again until the next season. So, um, 
Well, it's only, it's only two days till the next game starts. So yeah, I know, man. We've got about yeah. three hours till the next one, so... And I'm, like I'm, I'm, like I'm, li- job, I'm literally, <laughs> I'm literally in Italy all week, so I've got no idea how I'm going to upload this podcast. I've got no idea if you'll ever get it, if it'll ever hit the shelves. But I'm sure. Do they have it? They have it. Internet in Italy, right? There's more likely to be. There's more likely to be internet in Italy than there is to be in Hitchin, mate. To be totally honest with you. Fair enough. Anyway, let's wrap it up and leave it there. Cue the music. Welcome to Joe Montana Sports Talk Football. So we're recording again. This is now the Wonka Pod section. This is the little bit that if you're listening to this, this is just for... Well, it's not just for us. You can have a listen to our league and if you're interested, follow it. Um, <laughs> we'll let you. Yeah, we'll let you. Um, <laughs> so... The main talking point, I think, and I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this, because I didn't mention it in the pod out of great uh, courtesy to Martin, was, uh, man, it was kickers, eh? Kickers and defences. <laughs> they're people too. You've got to pick them up. Everyone's, uh, everyone's intelligent. Everyone knows what they're talking about. Martin's kicker and defence combined for one point. One point. Yeah, so your your entire conversation about kickers don't mean anything. Won you a game. No, so no, no. Because self-defeating my, argument. My is, point. Uh, my yeah, point about kickers was I'm not going to draft one because I can pick one up and I can just pick one up when I'm driving my car down the M4 and he scores 16 points. That's there's no intelligence in that whatsoever, is there? None. I was but on the, the convers- M4. But the, but the convers- I just mashed my palm convers- with my reaching broom. And picked, and picked. But the converse argument to that, Douglas, is that um, Mr. Edmonds over here drafted Mr. Goskowski because he knew he was going to be a beast and he was his second top point scorer. Um, there's, that's the strategy. Switch. You, can't, you can't ignore it. The second he top won, point he, scorer. He was his second top point scorer. And his team scored 93 points. So it wasn't as though he did shit. But when you've got a kick that's going to bag you 14 points, you draft him. Oh mate, that's such bollocks. Anyway, it's such bollocks. Well, anyway, you you, like, you tried to well, you, yeah you went for the whole let, let's not have kickers business, which yeah know. I did, but I didn't trust you. I just did not trust you, and I sh- I'm right to not trust you. Anyway, I didn't want to draft a kicker. I wanted to keep the kicker. I wanted to keep Jameis Winston because I was offered Jameis Winston and Rashad Jennings for Jeremy Hill. Do you take that trade? Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah I, I I think Jennings looks alright. I, I I'd be okay. keeping hold of him. I'd take that trade. He'd take that trade all day long. All day long. I would have taken that trade. I would have gone kickerless and taken that trade. You'd want want Hill rather than those two? Yeah. Not not for me. Absolutely. I I think Hill might have a reasonable season. But do you know why? Because Heat would have had to have dropped someone. He would have dropped a quarterback. He would have dropped Osweiler. And I'd pick Osweiler up because he looked decent. And the targets that he's got, he's going to score. He's going to score points. If I was Heap, I wouldn't be touching a quarterback. I'd stick with Osweiler based on that performance. So the teams that look in trouble: the new boys, Eagle Bazooka Lion. Great name, great logo. Just so everyone knows, if you have stuck out to this part of the podcast, I design like all our kits and stuff. It's really super nerdy, but they do look quite cool. And Eagle Bazooka Lion have got the best logo, I believe but they've got the worst team. 
He's calling out the new guy. <laughs> he is calling out the new Hey, rookie. <laughs> That's what he's saying. <laughs> but you know what? He might, he, might have, he might have had a dodgy score, but he's got one more win than I fucking got. Yeah. yeah. You've uh, just... got a feeling of look, looking at some of these other games. You're saying about him, but the poor old Kamish. I mean, Jesus, you score nearly 120 points and lose. That's not, you know. Yeah, I shit, mean, shit happens. Obviously, there's Brian and. <laughs> Des Bryant laid an egg, but other than that, you know, he, he scores across the board. He deserves. Um, he deserves nothing less uh, for for keeping kickers a part of this, making the making the league a joke by keeping kickers involved. <laughs> but but, um, but but the danger with his team is they've scored 120 points and they've got Lev Bell on the bench. Yeah. yeah. So when he comes back, that's that's a dangerous, dangerous looking side. Yeah, they got Lev Bell on the bench, but they played D'Angelo Williams, right? They did. Did he play? Did he played D'Angelo. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I don't think D'Angelo would have. Uh, Lev Bell wouldn't have scored more than twenty nine points. Agree. I mean, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I think he's yeah. he's not better. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, and that is one hundred and fifty point six six points from the Randy Lewis. Boys, boys, I've got to be honest. I called it uh, last week. Um, I think his team is is by far by far the best he's got. I mean, I know he had a bit of a flyer with Isaiah Crowell. Um, who did look good, but Aaron Rodgers, Matt Forte, Antonio Brown, AJ Green, AJ Green Dante Moncrief, um, the Vikings. The Vi- t- Vikings D. I, mean, I think the Vikings, Vikings D are going to be good all year, but I don't think they're going to be good. I'm going to going to be 21 points good. No. So they're, they're not going to score 150 points every week, but that is, that's some team. And if Aaron Rodgers gets injured, oh, it's a shame. He's got Matt Ryan, who scored 24 points on his bench. Um, you, you they, can, they look good. You can reasonably assume or bet on Antonio Brown and AJ Green giving you 20 points each a week. 40 points from two players weekly is a legitimate possibility for that team. That's before you talk about Aaron Rodgers or Forte. That is a, I'm pretty sure we all talked about this last week. That is a, that is a, that's a prime team. Um, but I'm going to move us on and talk about my team because uh, we had a, me and Mark matched up this week. And um, yeah, I, I, I'm very pleased to get the win. I, I I would like somebody, Dougie. You love a stat. Go back and tell do our league and and give us who has lost most games by less than two points, because it is a horrible feeling. I've been there a number of times, and uh, getting fits those two touchdowns pulled me through. And yeah, man, I t- I said to you, I'll pay the buck and I'll get Gostowski, and if he gives me ten points a week. I've, that's money well spent. 14 points, 1-0. Hurts not having the waiver priority, and those everyone in the league will understand that early doors. But love a good first week. And, uh, yeah, very pleased with, with, with my starters. I think Elliot will go bigger and still got me 11 points. Um, I did have a point. I've forgotten what it was. Mark? Um, I've got to be honest, I was confident going into this, especially going into Monday Night Football. I was confident. Um, I was, what, four points ahead or something like that going into yep. it. You had um, you had Deshaun Jackson, I had Todd Gurley. I thought I was sitting pretty, and I think most people would have probably thought the same thing. But then the, the shit show that was the Rams' offense happened. Um, Gurley was stopped. Deshaun Jackson did what he needed to do. I think I was, what, 20, 20 yards short of getting what I needed. I'm gutted. I was gutted. It ruined, it ruined my Monday. I'm not going to lie. It absolutely ruined my Monday. And I bet you're delighted. 
That's football, bro. That's football, yeah. man. You play, you play the team. Yeah. It is, there's one stat that counts. It is, it, is where, it is where it is. It was a close matchup. And uh, yeah, very pleasing, the, guys. The way, the way I look at it is, I'm, I'm not even sure the waiver wire is going to make any difference for me. It's I'm, I'm happy with my side. I think if Gurley just needs to start running, and the rest of it, I'm quite pleased with. Don't pick um, it. I'm, I'm in a very different boat. My my number one receiver went down with a knee injury in the second quarter, so the waiver wire is essential <laughs> for me to try and find someone in to to plug that gap. That, that that's the problem, isn't it? That if you have that injury this early, you hope you can get something in from the waiver because there ain't going to be much on there from sort of week two or three onwards that's quite um i think i'm going to pass that responsibility of finding that stat out to our our new statistician adam heap he can have a look at that i can't be bothered it's not like i haven't got anything to do is it all right lads anyway week two season's finally here let's see where it goes um i can't believe i won <laughs> 